Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brain. Your question for today is a big one. How do you fix your food so you could fix your brain? You know we've done episodes about food, that the food you eat matters, especially for your gray matter. And to continue this conversation and go in depth, I'm very honored today to have a very special friend and a special guest back on our show today. He is head of strategy and innovation at the Cleveland Clinic uh, Functional Medicine. He's the author of 12, that is right, 12 New York Times best-selling books. And his latest book is called Food Fix. It is a must-read for everybody who eats, especially... <laughs> okay, well, I think most people eat. <laughs> everyone should read this book because it really matters. And, um, and I want to thank you for coming back on the show. Thank You are a man on a real mission. You are unstoppable. You you are in every city. It's 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 remarkable because we've known each other for close to ten years, and I more. always see you. Yeah, more than that, and I see you everywhere on television, on on these stages, and and your mission really is nutrition. Yeah, well, it's it's to change the world through getting people healthy and fixing our food and fixing our health and fixing the planet, fixing everything that matters. Because yeah. if you care about your gray matter, like you said. Food matters, and food matters to everything that also matters to us. Yeah, that's, that's very true. And eating is such an intimate experience. You know, the challenge, though, I, I saw this quote on social media, and everyone should should follow follow Mark. There's just like you're saying that it's there's no such thing as junk food. There's just like junk, and then there's, and there's food, food, right? right? <laughs> well, I would say, you know, when you go in a grocery store and there's a health food section, what does that make the rest of the food in there? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So what are we going to, what do we do about this? Everyone who's listening at home, they're watching on, on, on video right now, they know they should eat better, but you know, there are forces out there that are really not, not yeah. setting us up to win. And we really need to take agency and responsibility for it. Thank you, Jim, for that question. Well, I'm a doctor, I see patients, and I've been doing it for 30 years. And I've learned over time that the most important thing that causes so much of my patient's suffering is food, but it's also the cure. Food is medicine. Yeah. But then I realized I could sit in my office all day, but if we live in an environment where it's hard to access, find, and eat good food, how are people going to really change? And it occurred to me that I have to think about the why. Why do people eat the way they do? Because they're surrounded by food produced by a food system that's not working. And I'm like, well, why do we have that food system? Well, it's our food policies. It's the policies that drive the kind of food that's produced, you know, processed, marketed, distributed, eaten, wasted, right? All those things matter. And I'm like, well, why do we have those food systems we have? They said, well, it's really our the food policies that are caused by the food industry. They, they really are the dominant force driving the education of our lawmakers that drives them to make policies that they think are okay. So, so I, I, I just talked to a friend 
who told me a fascinating story about how the lobbyists work. There was a testimony in Congress about the dietary guidelines, which, you know, I've been increasingly limiting the amount of sugar that they suggest is acceptable, which is a good thing. And there was a woman speaking about cranberries. And she basically was saying the antibiotic overuse has led to the increase of urinary tract infections and antibiotic resistance, and we need people to eat more cranberries. But the only way to get people to eat more cranberries is cranberry juice. So we need to raise the limits on the sugar so we can get more sugar in the cranberry juice because they're bitter, so people can eat the cranberry juice. And I'm like, and this is what they're telling lawmakers is the solution to the 30 million pounds of antibiotics that are used in animal agriculture that causes the antibiotic resistance. I'm like, this is crazy, right? right. So that's the problem, and I think... I realize in order to solve my patient's health in my office, I can't do it there. I can't do it in the clinic or the hospital. I have to do it in the kitchen, in the grocery store, at the restaurant, on the farm. And, and that's why I started thinking about the bigger context of food and the food system. And that's what this book is about, Food Fix. It's about how do we save our health, our economy, our communities, and our planet one bite at a time. Because people don't understand the broad implications of food, right? And, and people care on this podcast about the brain, and I'll get to that. But number one, it causes chronic disease, uh, obesity, diabetes, Alzheimer's, cancer, but also mental illness. Mental illness is so rampant in this country. Right. We see divisiveness. We see conflict. We see depression. We see anxiety. We see ADD. We see memory issues. We see all these things, increasing rates of Alzheimer's. And not all of it is caused by food, but it's a huge factor. And so if you care about your brain, you have to care about food and you have to care about the food system that produces it. And we need to fix that because it has broad consequences. It's, it, it threatens our kids' academic futures. You know, Kids who are eating Doritos and Coke for breakfast or not at all or eating processed food can't focus. Their test scores are lower. Their, right. their grades are lower. Their absenteeism is higher. Their ability to earn a... Good living is reduced, they're increasing risk of disease, and their lives are threatened by the food they're eating. You know, We get this all the time in our community. We have a lot of parents who are watching and listening to this, and they're saying that their children aren't learning the, the, the way that they used to. Yeah. I mean, one of the studies in the book that I talk about is a study of children who come from poor communities who eat processed food. Their brains are 10% smaller. Yeah. Their IQs are seven points lower, which is a lot. And this is what we're doing to our children. So that's just one of the factors. But it also contributes to not only the chronic disease and this cognitive and behavioral and emotional issues. I mean, it sounds like such a, a grandiose challenge of, of epic proportions. But little by little, the little becomes a lot. Yeah. So what are some of those little things that somebody could do to, to be able to begin to... To have this, this food Well, it fix. starts with all of us, right, individually. And that's the place to start. I think, you know, your work is so good because it helps people train their brain to do things they didn't think they could do mm -hmm. and, and optimize their brain function. But I always say it's a, lot harder, it's a lot harder to be focused and attentive when your brain is fueled by junk. Right. And, and if you actually figure out that your brain is connected to your body <laughs> and that's that fun. it requires feeding and care... Then all of a sudden it's a game changer. So you could do all your techniques, right? But if you're eating processed food and soda, and you're in a brain fog because of it, good luck. I mean, you're going right. to get better somewhat, but it's not going to be as good as if you. Yeah, you and I have talked about this, um, where it's kind of like this metaphor of a computer. 
where I could teach somebody how to read faster or remember names or pick up another language or, you know, memorize their TED talk. But if their hardware is, yeah. if they have high blood sugar, I mean, what's that doing to someone's brain? Yeah. Remember in the old computers, you had to defrag your computer? Right. Because it was all, it would all like slow down. It wouldn't work because it was just too much crap in there. Right. And then you had to hit defrag and it defrag. Now it does it automatically, I think. But it it's like you need to defrag your brain. Uh, and it's important because, um, you know, if you care about your health and your brain uh, it, it, and you fix that, you're going to make choices about food that's going to have a ripple effect. If you're anxious and you're depressed and you have brain fog and you're malnourished, how are you going to actually make your brain work to do the things you want to do and why should it be important to you because if you want to be living a satisfied fulfilled life you have to be able to be present to be focused to engage with your family to be able to learn to be able to show up for your work to show up for your friends i mean how do you do that when you have flc syndrome that's when you feel like crap right it's so, a tech technical term. <clears throat> yeah <clears throat> there's a more advanced medical condition called fls but <laughs> If you want to solve the problem, you have to go to the root cause or literally the root or the seed. Start with the seed and go to the root and it's the seeds we grow. And I think, you know, we, 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 we've gotten into the place where now the majority of, of, of what people eat is just, you know, four to six crops. It's wheat, corn, soy, rice. You know, it's very few right. crops around the world that are the majority of our food. And we used to eat 800 species of plants. There's a 90% drop in plant, edible plant species in extinction because of what we do but they're but they're in these heirloom vaults but these these are so powerful these are superfoods so say grains are bad well what grains yeah the industrial processed grains for sure <clears throat> but there's something called himalayan tartary buckwheat which is a superfood it's grown at high elevations in the himalayas that is high in protein low in starch full of phytochemicals that heal your body and nutrients and fiber i mean it's an incredible food and yet, you know, we don't get to eat that stuff. And that's good for your brain. It's good for your health. And it helps restore the environment. It's, it's all these benefits. So we need to sort of combine, you know, modern scientific innovation and technologies and agricultural advances mm -hmm. with sort of ancient practices and sort of combine the best of those practices into a new way of thinking about how we grow food and how we process, distribute, sell, market, eat, and even waste food. I hear you. You know, for me, this conversation, you, you hear this phrase that ignorance is bliss. And I don't, I don't feel that right now in, in this conversation. A lot, some people just don't want to know so they could just yeah. be ignorant and be yeah. and blissed out. But ignorance is not You might bliss. want to know if your house is on fire. <laughs> exactly. Ignorance is pain. Ignorance yeah. is suffering. Not knowing the information in this book. Because I could see somebody listening or watching this wanting to turn and eye or an ear somewhere else because yeah. they don't it's it's not positive news but there is a there could be a positive ending to this of because course. to take responsibility as an individual or a family or a community a nation you know mm -hmm. as as our world we all we all play that part it's called food fix not food apocalypse <laughs> this is good <laughs> and the point of the book is a series of actions that follow on from the problems so how do we fix Agriculture, we need regenerative agriculture. How do we fix healthcare? We need to incorporate food as medicine. You know, how do we fix our dietary guidelines? We need to sort of get science back in the game. How do we fix SNAP or food stamps? We we put nutrition back in the guidelines around food stamps. So you can't buy seventy five percent of what's bought with that is industrial processed food. I mean, I think the uh, I think Coca Cola is the biggest welfare recipient in the country with billions and billions of dollars of soda that are bought through food stamps 
So what can, um, I want to ask you before we ask you what the solutions, which, which are many are in the book, what, what is like an, a day relative to food? What does a day look like for you and your family generally? And I know you're always traveling around yeah, yeah. And, and such, but what, what's, how are you interacting so per, with food? A perfect day would be, uh, you know, wake up. I try to do time-restricted eating, so I'll eat early and I might not eat till 10 or 11. Uh, I'll, ha- I'll have a cup of coffee in the morning. And then we have what we call Alkalizer Shake, which is essentially tons of veggies in a, in a Vitamix. Okay. <laughs> so just like a liquid salad, basically. Like what's, what, what are you throwing in Oh, there? everything. You know, kale, cucumbers, celery, avocados, oh, you know. All the brain foods. Cilantro. Yeah, like pretty much uh, not really sweet at all, mm-hmm. but it's kind of really nice and savory and delicious. Uh, and then, um, you know, maybe have a big salad for lunch with a can of wild salmon or sardines and nuts, pumpkin seeds. Dinner usually is, you know, just uh, really tons of veggies. I'll order three, four sizes of veggies if I'm out. Uh, if I'm home, I'll cook, you know, three or four vegetable dishes with a small side of a mm-hmm. sort of micro-sized protein. And, and I'll sometimes have plant-based proteins or I'll have, you know, grass regeneratively raised beef or s- right. sort of sustainable fish or pasture-raised chicken. Now, what, what happens if you're out and about and you're at a restaurant? I try to be... A restaurant whisper. A restaurant whisper. And I've learned how to hunt and gather okay. wherever I am. So I, I'm pretty good at, at sniffing out restaurants that are more focused on whole foods. For example, I was in San Francisco and I found a restaurant called The Perennial, which unfortunately closed. But it, the whole restaurant was based on the principle of regenerative agriculture. So everything there was a regenerative food. So the, mm-hmm. they made bread, but it was from kernza wheat, which is a perennial wheat with roots that go down, you know, feet and feet and feet and build soil uh, that are super nutrient dense, low gluten. So it's, I'm like, wow, this is an amazing or grass fed beef. You can't always find that. But I, I try to find restaurants like I'm going tonight to a place and I live in New York, so it's easier. Um, and you can't always be perfect. It's only you just got to eat whatever. But I also okay. bring, I also bring a day's worth of food with me in my bag. So I have Always, you know, grass-fed beef jerky, turkey jerky, nut butters, macadamia nuts. Things are, you know, whole food bars, not really super processed, but just made from a few simple ingredients. And I have that in my bag at all times, so I don't get into trouble. And it's planning. It takes conscious effort and and design, but at least it's by design, not by default. It's easy. I mean, like now, you know, you can get anything anywhere. I go to Thrive Market, which is great. Friend, our friend Gennar runs a company, and I'm an investor. And basically, I order, you know, a lot of different yeah. snacks that I can carry with me that are not perishable. There's bags of olives. There's bags of nuts. There's nut butters. There's special bar. This is really easy to find great sourced regenerative. They even have a regenerative uh, sort of section on there, so you can seek to buy regenerative food. There, I mean, this is an exciting time to to be alive because just like when it comes to information, food is readily available and food is information yeah. that we're taking on, you know, on the inside. You are a real force of nature. You're a force for good. And I, and I really appreciate everything that you do for our world. I want everyone to do this besides pick up a copy of Food Fix, because most of you are reading a book a week as it is, our one book a week club. There you go. It should yes. be quick. And I want you to do this. I want you to take a screenshot of this episode, uh, this podcast, this uh, video, or take a picture of your notes. I want you to tag Dr. Mark Hyman in it, tag myself, and post it. Because when you share something, you get to learn it better. And that's really the reason why you learn anything. You learn something for your own benefit, but then you want to learn it to be able to share it with somebody else. It's so true. That's why I write books, because I don't know stuff, and I want to learn something. So I'll research and research and learn all this stuff, and then I write a book. Now I'm an expert. <laughs> 
And that's what the best teachers are some of the best students also as well. So teach it. And when you teach it, you get to learn it even deeper and, and then share that knowledge with other people, especially this episode because of the importance of the topic we're talking about. So take a screenshot, tag on social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Dr. Mark Hyman, tag myself, and then share your big aha. What is the one thing you're going to do to be able to, to, to fix your food? To make your food fix for you and your family and as always i'll repost some of my favorites and i will actually send a copy of food fix uh to uh to to one of you for as a thank you for for doing so and helping us to share this incredibly important message thanks for coming on thanks buddy. jim all right want to double your brain speed and memory power if you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You wanna learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team can properly thank you. Hashtag quick brain, K-W-I-K brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think. I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our Quick Success program. This is our monthly lives that I do, where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions. And also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your limitless book club where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author. And then we get the author to come online and join us for a one hour 
uh, share going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice. Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this would be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode.